Hey everyone, welcome back to Threat Level Podcast, the podcast where we talk about The Office. I'm Madison, and today I am joined by Subi. Hello. And Jamie. Hello. Today, the three of us have managed to come together um, to discuss Season 5, Episode 21, Two Weeks. But before we get to that, um, I'm sure everybody out there is in the same situation as us. We're all quarantined in our homes. So for our icebreaker today, we're going to talk about the foods that we've been eating more often now that we are in quarantine and can't necessarily eat out every day or multiple times a week or every every lunch i think jamie was always eating out when he was having to go into work it's not Um, untrue (laughs) so what what are we what are we eating now that we're kind of in lockdown um and what have we been enjoying about those foods because there has to be an upside to the situation somewhere (laughs) so let's find it Subi, would you like to tell us yours first? Sure. So, um, uh, I guess about a few weeks ago, I started making scrambled eggs. He has. Um, so, you know, before I used to make fried eggs, but oh man, those are challenging. <laughs> True. You know, it's you like, have to worry about those fucking yolks. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. Like when you crack the egg, uh, when you crack the egg, it's like you can't have any sharp edges. Otherwise the you'll yolk break did, the yolk. Yeah, so it's like... You know, it's very delicate yeah. and um, a very precision art form. Uh, right, <laughs> it's, it's very finicky and um, demanding. Right, and well, I let, was, let the record show he made these for years. And I was usually up to the task, but <laughs> so and then sometime later, I I started making omelets for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are also surprisingly difficult. Yeah, there's a lot of prep with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now I've started making scrambled eggs. Which are like, you know, it's like if, if you if you yeah. try to make an omelet and you fail, you're like, well, I guess I got true. <laughs> but now so, it's so intentional. You're, you're setting off to intentionally fuck up an omelet. Uh, exactly right. Yeah, it's like. And what have you been putting in? Well, with the, with like scrambled eggs, you know, you can't go any lower. You know, <laughs> you so, can't get worse it, it's the lowest form of eggs. It, it is true. The easiest, true. right? And it, it, it uh, hard boiled eggs might be easier. You just throw them in a pan and walk away for twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Now, do you have a technique that you like? Some people put milk in their eggs. Some people. Oh, do I? Do I have a technique? <laughs> Jamie. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> that you can Jamie, share. Jamie, Jamie. <laughs> Let's share the secret recipe. So, um, you know, I've done lots of different um uh, permutations. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's how I'm doing it currently. Um, I have some uh, salami, nice, which I like cut up into pieces. That's the first step. Okay. Then I crack a cup three eggs into a bowl. Nice. Um, then I add like uh, some onion powder and a squirt of sriracha. Oh. Then I like mix it all together. You don't add salt. I, 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 sriracha is probably later. salty enough. <laughs> I do that later. <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. I, I don't want to dehydrate the eggs too prematurely. I don't think that's how salt works. But uh, continue. Uh, that's what that's what like um the, some southern chef on YouTube said. YouTube so. also told you to put soy sauce in your scrambled eggs and they were deaf wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then and then I add the um the sliced or like the cut up salami into the egg mixture. Okay. When it's raw. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna get cooked. Well, I know. Well, some then, is, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then I um uh, 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 turn on the stove, <laughs> and then put like a thing of butter onto it. Nice onto the stove, not on, in a pan. D- directly onto the stove. I don't use. It's like a non-pan technique. <laughs> oh. Put everything right on the burner. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be intense. Then I like put the egg mixture in. Oh, and then I put some feta cheese into the raw egg mixture. Nice. And then I pour the whole thing into the pan. And then I add the salt and the dill. And then just kind of like poke and prod the egg mixture for a little bit. Agitate it. Yeah, it's like, hey, come on, come on. This, He's got a really good nonstick pan too. I was gonna say yeah. you kind of need one. That's the, that's the trouble with eggs, but especially scrambled eggs. Is that if you don't have a nice nonstick or pan or enough butter in there, it's mm-hmm. a fucking nightmare. 
I quickly. bought him like I bought him this really nice uh, nonstick pan Thanks, for Christmas. Man. It's got like deep sides on it. It's nice. a nice pan. You nice. don't think you don't ever have issues with it sticking, do you? No, no, never. Yeah. Well, that's like a solid meal. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's good like, job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he makes it pretty much every day for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's working from home now. Yeah, so. it's great. Nice. Yeah. That kind of reminds yeah. me of I don't know if you guys remember what is her name? Is it Nadia or who won uh, British Bake Off? Yeah, Nadia. Nadia. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. has her own like you know kitchen hack show basically on on Netflix now. And one of the first things she does is do this sort of like scramble, like this omelet, scrambled eggy omelette type um, sandwich thing or roll, I guess you could say, where she kind of, you know, does all the stuff. And for her, it's really easy. I think all she adds in is mushrooms and olives or something into the scrambled eggs. And then you put a tortilla on top and then you take it out, flip it, and then you roll it and you have a little breakfast roll. Oh. Yeah, and it looked really tempting, even though what's it's. Her... What's the show, show called? Yeah, what's the I show? Don't called? remember. Her name's oh, okay. in the title. In the title, though. All right, I probably if I just type in Nadia, it'll come up. Yeah, again. plus she's such like such a deer that it's she just is. fun to watch it. You know, she's so sweet. I love her. She is yeah. my favorite winner out of all of them. Yeah, just like very humble and down to earth, like her. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Definitely. sorry. That's fine. And <laughs> yeah. are welcome. Uh, I think he was apologizing to me. Oh. Sorry, Subi. Thank, thank you, what? Jamie. But that's good. Yeah, I've, 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 I've like dabbled a little with with doing scrambled eggs for a while. Mm-hmm. I was making uh, sort of a uh, kind of a failed omelet um, scramble that I would put on toast with this sort of vegan bacon stuff and make mm-hmm. little breakfast sandwiches. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would put it on an everything bagel if I could get my hands on one. But well, yes, you know, I'm kind of picky <laughs> with those and like the what is it called? Like whatever that generic or that one like brand of with the plastic, even if you buy it in the plastic bag at the store. Thomas's. Oh, I hate them. They're so <laughs> gross. They're tasteless. Well, they have no flavor. You also live in the city of well, bagels. True. So. <laughs> I might be spoiled, but um, whenever I could get like a bagel from like Brooklyn Bagel Company, oh. Uh, are they open? Can you get bagels from them? I don't know. Actually, I was. I haven't. I was only at on like quote campus area yet uh, Wednesday for the first time in two and a half months. So okay, I didn't stop by, but I should have because wow, <laughs> they're so good. But yeah. anyway, I yeah haven't made anything recently. But I also always <laughs> like for me, I don't know. I can't trust myself to use things up. And so I always hesitate to get like a full dozen eggs. So usually I just walk away with like six and then you can make you like two on the rest of the dozen in the store. No, I just buy a half. I just buy a half dozen. And <laughs> so then they don't then... have those out here in the country. Oh, no? We got to commit to the whole dozen. Oh, here. See, but then I kind of wish that I had committed. You know what I mean? But I know that if I don't, I'm just going to have eggs sitting in the fridge forever. I mean, eggs last such a long time, though. The expiration date usually like a month out. And if you get to the yeah, end of but... it and you haven't used them, just hard boil them. That's true. That's true. Fair. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what about you, Madison? What have you been enjoying? Well, I I love to cook. Like, even before quarantine, yeah. I grew up with a mother who is an amazing cook, and I kind of take after her. And I, I've always cooked us, you know, dinners frequently. Oh, yeah. We used to eat out a lot more, too, but, like, I would always cook a lot of meals at home. Yeah. So I've just been doing kind of a lot more of that recently. Um, I think my favorite things to make are one pot meals so like (laughs) i want every ingredient to ultimately just end up in one pan (laughs) i don't want to have to mess around with all these different layers of the Mm. meal right (laughs) everything and that's kind of what i made tonight was something like that everything just Mm -hmm. ended up in one pot at the end um so i'm a huge proponent of that's the right word one pot meals yes um i also like crock pots a lot i'm thinking about buying an instapot because Ooh, most oh. people on facebook are talking about instapots they're kind of oh. like crock pots but they cook in like 20 minutes instead oh, of damn. six hours that is cr- <laughs> so, crock pots for the uh, person who needs it done now yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know how they work but i have a friend who's been like talking it up on facebook um nice 
But um, for my, I don't know, like lunches, usually my go-to is just like cut up vegetables okay. <laughs> or like <Yes>. rice. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Pretty, I don't know that there's been much of a change in what I'm eating in quarantine other than it's healthier because yeah. I have to go grocery shopping and mm-hmm. I can't eat out. <laughs> right. I mean, that, is, that that aspect of this has been very positive for me as well in terms of like you know, my bank account because Oh yeah. <laughs> holy crap. I did not realize like not How even much food, out. <laughs> but not even like just the food because then I would eat out, but not buy groceries, but now I'm buying groceries and not eating out. So it's like, <laughs> I'm paying less for that overall. But what I noticed mostly is that especially with how much coffee I would drink when <laughs> I was teaching and like, I keep saying on campus, but my school doesn't have a campus, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I would spend anywhere from like, you know, 250 to 350 per coffee and I would be drinking like two to three coffees a day. And so here when I am just making coffee out of, you know, a bag that cost me $8.99 and I've been able to drink coffee for a week, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, God, (laughs) especially now that Madison taught me like how many scoops to put into a thing. I'm like, (laughs) you guys, when I visited him last autumn, he made me coffee and I swear you could have stood a horseshoe up in it. It was so fucking strong. How much did you fill the filter up to the top with grounds? How did you make it? Yes, was the answer. <laughs> the answer was yes. And I was like, no, you put like two tablespoons. Oh my God. It's so much better now, too. I'm like, wow, what was I doing? Yeah, it doesn't taste like death. It does it not. It like coffee. It does not. But I, um, so yeah, just like with that, I, I've noticed that I'm, you know, doing not much better, but like. I feel more financially responsible just yeah. doing that. I yeah, just like watching, like looking at our bank account and like how much money we're saving every month not eating yeah. out made me realize how much money we were spending every month eating out. Right. Like, oh dear. <laughs> that's that's a lot. It's crazy. I will admit that I've um a, a few times now I've ordered a pizza from down down the street. So I've eaten out. Yeah. That's the only thing I've eaten out though. Is the, actually, the, today, this evening, we mm-hmm. went to Popeye's and ah. I got an order of French fries. And it's the first thing I've eaten out since the beginning of March. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have not had a single other thing to eat out. And our grocery bill is a little higher each week because we're eating all of our meals at home. Right. But like it still is way less overall oh, than yeah. what we were eating all before. Right. Yeah. I mean... I wish that I could say I've been like eating something specific and really enjoying it, but I don't know. I've just been kind of, you know, cobbling things together because I'm a very, <laughs> I'm very bad at planning anything, but yeah, I'll usually try to get like some vegetables and maybe vegan sausage and cook up some noodles and th- sauce and throw all that in there. Didn't you make but like a quiche recently? I did make a quiche or as Madison said, a giant omelet. But well, it doesn't have a sauce. <laughs> it doesn't. So that's just an omelet that you baked in the oven. <laughs> it doesn't. But I'm also like not a big fan of quiche crusts because they're just so dry. I'm like, Ugh. Maybe find a good one or a better one. True, true. But, um, but yeah, so I just, you know, instead it just has like a bunch of uh, what is even in it? A bunch of egg, of course. <laughs> bunch of cheese. Uh, vegetables. Yeah, spinach and onion and mushrooms I put in it. It was good, mm-hmm. and it lasted me a couple of days. It was a good, like, you know, good dinner food. and breakfast thing. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. true. Speaking of coffee, uh, I've started using the French press to make coffee. Oh, yes. Nice. So much better. I disagree. It's so much better. It's like... <laughs> I like, do... Um, I do understand. I do love a French press mm-hmm. coffee. And before, when I first moved to Manhattan, I was, I only had a French press because I didn't think I had, well, I realistically did not have counter space for a no, drip coffee machine. <laughs> and so I would, you know, just make that all the time. And it, it is delicious. It is like annoying to have to like, I guess it's not any more annoying than using a, re- a reusable filter, well- <clears throat> frankly, but He's found a decent way to clean it is that after you're done, you just let the grounds dry in it so that they're just crumbly and dry coffee grounds and they kind of just dump right back out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, no, you have to use like a long spoon to kind of scoop it out. But but you said like if you let it dry all the way, doesn't it just get really easy to come out then? 
I mean, it's, it's it's a lot. It's easier for it to come up, but it doesn't just like plop right out. Oh, <laughs> I don't use the French press because I absolutely hate cleaning it. <laughs> and while the coffee yeah. is marginally better, <laughs> I don't want to clean it, and I will use the auto drip every time for that yeah. reason. Well, say, Plus, I can make like a whole lot of coffee true. and then just reheat it throughout the morning. You know, turn the coffee maker off so it doesn't burn it, and then just reheat it throughout the day. True. True. Well. Good, good. <laughs> Interesting to hear what everyone's been, in, ex, you know, enjoying <laughs> over the, experiencing over food the wise. quarantine. Um, and if we talk about food that people weren't enjoying, this brings <laughs> us to uh, episode, season five, episode twenty-one, which is called Two Weeks." Um, and I'm specifically thinking about the scene where Michael um, tries to eat. eat some of Phyllis's food. <laughs> I'm guessing it. it was like spoiled or something. <laughs> Must be, because he just spits it out, and he's like, Phyllis. He doesn't seem like somebody who would be picky as far as the taste goes, so it must just have not been good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting to to watch this one after we've spent so much time between the last episode we recorded yeah. and this one, because oh, yeah. they're kind of like, you know, meant to go together to, almost. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, this one picks up like the very next day, I think. Yeah. After Michael has quit his, his job at Dunder Mifflin, this is like him after you know giving us two weeks' notice. Yeah, and I like that at the in the cold open, he's just <laughs> milking the fact that he has a really good story everyone wants to hear, <laughs> and Pam's like, he knows it. I know. <laughs> he finally has a story that we want to hear, and he knows it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mike, it's. Well, kind of- I- it's sad kind of to watch the sort of spiral down in this episode, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, Michael is at the beginning. He's like very on cloud nine, yeah. you know, he's just done this awesome, brave thing. And then like, everyone's like, well, what are you going to do now? <laughs> you don't have another job. Finding what's going to be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of just like starts, thinking down into like oh dear what have i done mode <laughs> well it, was, it wasn't even that bad until um he you know sat down next to the guy who was um interviewing to be the next regional manager yeah. and he's like market's really hard like it's rough out there yeah. and michael's like fuck oh, <laughs> what and then i love that his answer is just i'll start my own company I know. like I think if, if that was a profitable venture, everybody would just start their own company. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Starting your own company is a challenge. And I kind of like, um, I, I like that when he asked, when he revealed this great scheme to Jim and he's trying to like convince him to join him, that Jim's kind of like, oh, no. Michael, this is not a good idea. Like, you're not doing this. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Like what, what I want for you is a job at a company that exists <laughs> right. with a paycheck that is real. <laughs> right. And even Oscar later when he's trying to convince him to join, which the way that he like gets his attention by shoving a note into his sandwich is pretty yeah. great. <laughs> but even oh. yeah, it's sterile. <laughs> it's saying sterile does not make it sterile. Um, I like As that. As we've found out recently. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That joke didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, but I like uh, that Oscar's even being very real with him. And he's like, you are not going to have a salary for five years. Can you deal right. with it? You know? And everyone's trying to be real with him. But Michael's, he's had that dream since lunch and he's not <laughs> letting go. <laughs> yeah. Not giving up, giving up on it now. <laughs> Michael Scott Paper Company, which I mean, everything about that just embodies who Michael is. Like mm-hmm. he loves paper. He loves himself. <laughs> yeah. And so like the idea that he would have a successful company with his name in it that has to do with paper is like his wet dream right mm-hmm. there. Oh, totally. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that you know, if anyone were able to actually like succeed in it, it would be Michael just because he is, as we've seen, like a very, very good salesman. Yes. You know, he's just a shitty manager. (laughs) He can't manage worse shit, but he can sell paper. Damn it. He can. (laughs) And I like that. uh, We see him like everyone's kind of surprised at how, like how crazy he becomes once he knows he doesn't have he's not gonna be working there anymore because they're all kind yeah. of like 
we thought this was bad before, but like there's a huge difference between Michael trying and Michael not trying. Yeah. <laughs> he's like walking around with his daytime whiskey and <laughs> he's just like crinkling up work that he needs to do I and know. throwing it away. Disrupting general order in the office. And I loved him. <laughs> well, u- yeah, I loved him using the like sticky hand. Do you guys remember <laughs> yeah. getting those from like the gumball machines? Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you remember having a sticky hand? Did you ever have one? If not, you missed <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> okay, relax. We're relax. talking about okay. a rubber you sticky hand. Okay. Uh, keep your mind clean. Okay, so. I think we've all had it. Yes. Did you ever have one of those as a kid, though? Like, you might I, not I have. I think I did. Okay. I yeah. think I once had one, and it was like, it was whatever. I remember having one, and I think it was blue for some reason. Probably because my favorite color is blue, and that's what my Probably. parents would have gotten me. <laughs> and I remember, like, snapping Weston in the face <laughs> with it. Weston being my younger brother. Oh. Just, like, over and over again yeah. at one point when we were little. Like, I think he probably had one, too, and we were doing yeah. it to each other. But I just, like, remember, I have this memory of it, like, hitting his cheek. <laughs> like, I was really good or something and aping it. Yeah. <laughs> just let me torture him <laughs> well the, unf- the unfortunate thing about those things is that they were so fun for like five minutes but then they would be co- so covered with like everything everything like, that they yeah. would not stick anymore yeah. right that is very true and you can't exactly like clean them but... so this is this is kind of off topic yeah. but i saw that they make this and it looks like it must be made out of a very similar to material to the sticky hand and it's kind of like a ball um, probably about the size of like a tennis ball, like oh. this goopy ball of it. Mm. And you can use it in your car to like rub around and clean up all the crumbs in oh, your car. Yeah. <laughs> because you can smush it down into like all the corners mm. in like the cup holder and on the dashboard to like clean up all the gunk in your car. And then like you can mash it together and kind of just mix the gunk into the ball yeah. so that there are still sticky areas available. I think I've seen that. kind of gross when you think about it, but. It just reminded me of that. But it is true that, like, you know, your car accumulates bits of crumbs somehow everywhere, and then you can't get them out, so... That's probably because most people eat food in their car. True. Not that we've ever done that. (laughs) No, of course not. But... (laughs) (laughs) Everything bagel seeds in a car are, like, a little worse. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They just get everywhere. Yeah. No, everything. That's the downfall of everything bagels. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that you can buy everything bagels seasoning and just like add it to anything in life? Of course what? I do. Yes. <laughs> I never I mean, bought it, but I, I have seen it at like Trader Joe's and stuff. Yeah. Yes. I think I need to buy some and just like add it to my toast. You should. <laughs> I make it everything. Everything bagel toast. toast. <laughs> everything toast. <laughs> but anyway. Anyways, everything anyways. Everything anyways. Um, <laughs> Michael desperately tries mm. to recruit people throughout the yeah. office, even after being kicked out. Well, yes. He sneaks back in. Except for Dwight. Yeah, which I don't understand because well, Dwight's like a good salesman, so why wouldn't he want him? Like, other than he thinks he's a Oh, did you guys interpret that as he doesn't want him? Yeah. Yeah. How did you interpret it? I didn't. I interpret it as Michael. I think he. I think he knows how dedicated Dwight is to Dunder Mifflin, and and I think that he was not going to directly ask him because he wouldn't want to like put him in that position. I to like choose Michael or Dunder over Dunder Mifflin or vice versa. Yeah. That's how I interpreted it. Because otherwise, yeah. I'd like that better. (laughs) Yeah. Because otherwise you would think that why not? Like, why wouldn't Dwight just join? Because he is, like, very, you know. Loyal to Michael. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can see him, like, why he would ask Jim first. But I figured Dwight would be his second. And then when he went to Andy, I was like, oh, well, that's weird. He skipped Dwight. And then it kind of got, like, more and more obvious that he wasn't going to ask Dwight. And then they had that really awkward conversation in the kitchen. And Yeah. Yeah, that's how I took it. I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I like to imagine now that you're right because that's happier. <laughs> yeah, but it's true also that 
<laughs> Michael, Dwight's not the only one he doesn't ask because he also doesn't ask Kevin, Angela, Creed, or Meredith. And I love. Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> like any of them. So. <laughs> I know. I love that Kevin brings that up though, as he's trying to like steal whatever the hell he was stealing, like, in, like invoice forms or something. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> pink slips. <laughs> yeah, pink slips. Like Kevin, I like that Kevin asked him. He was like, "Oh, and you didn't want to ask us?" And he's like. <laughs> Not at first, of course not, you know? <laughs> no, of course I didn't. I wish he would have asked Creed because oh, I feel man. like Creed would have gone because Creed just like goes with the flow. <laughs> Probably true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, tec- yeah, technically he doesn't even ask Pam. Like Pam no, just gets up and goes. Doesn't you know? like when once the Michael's, Michael Scott paper company actually opens up, is it to, um, Ryan with them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, don't I can't how remember. That happens. <laughs> oh, because Ryan's working. Yeah, I do remember because I think Ryan is currently working in some other. St- no, maybe I'm thinking of when they go get Dwight after he's gone. At some know. point, because is Ryan back yet? Because he was under his like drug. I just, just remember that he like dyed his hair blonde. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. I think they find. And he looks like that kid from our high school named Aaron something. Oh, Aaron. Oh, you remember? Yes, I do. Totally artificial blonde hair. Yes, I do remember. (laughs) You're totally right. That was kind of like the hairstyle back then. It was, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think the next episode, or they they have to go collect Ryan from like some other store that he's working at for minimum wage or something. Okay, if I recall, and that's that's probably why Ryan agrees to do it. Yeah, it's going to be like a step up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Michael promises him riches. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But um, yeah, if he would have asked Creed, I think he would have gone. But I did like I I liked the the point when Pam is like almost kind of like moved it's 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 a, a like part fed up with the fact that like her biggest accomplishment in life has been reading a copier manual yeah. and then half inspired maybe by Michael's like speech as he's like <laughs> sitting on the floor yeah but i like the way she gets up and she's just kind of like oh no i'm going with him <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, she, <laughs> like she knows it's just a bad idea but she can't help herself <laughs> she has to see how this is gonna play out <laughs> yeah and i feel like it's such like a good nod to their chemistry and the fact yes. that they're you know she really does care about michael yeah i know. really like pam and michael's relationship yeah. a lot like especially at moments like this when he's not being perverted <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and it's just sweet <clears throat> yeah they're few and far between but yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I think that um, the way the, the episode ends is interesting because it just shows that Charles clearly has no right. idea. He does not know anything about his employees because he puts all the wrong people in the wrong jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stanley's put in charge of productivity. Right, and he's the Kevin, productivity sword. Yeah. As, as he's doing a crossword puzzle in this meeting. <laughs> in the meeting. And probably Charles thinks he's like taking notes or something. Oh, maybe. <laughs> And then Kevin's put in like in charge of the phones as like the receptionist, and he's just like phones. Yeah, and I like how everyone like Angela's shaking her head like no, <laughs> no one even like bothered to try and correct him. It's like, and I think it's like at that point that you know Michael isn't going away forever. Like Charles yeah. isn't gonna last here. This isn't gonna work. <laughs> right, totally true. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah, I can't remember if we see a clip of, like, Kevin trying to do the phones, but I don't think we do, and that's almost a shame. No, no, we don't. Because <laughs> I would maybe, love to see that. Maybe in, like, the DVD versions that are maybe. not cut. Maybe there's a clip of that, but not on the Netflix versions, no. Yeah, that's a shame. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, so now we have Michael and Pam walking away to start a new adventure and Pam <coughs> even as she's like walking away her face kind of starts to fall so i think right. she yeah. has really serious doubts about what she's done but yeah <laughs> you know she's with Jim and he's has a full-time job still so that's good yeah J- Jim was smart enough to know that one of them yeah. did a paycheck <laughs> right I think it's kind of cute, though, that she's like, oh, all my stuff's up there. And eventually Jim's like, I'll bring it home. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go and have fun, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. 
yeah, but yeah, good episode. It is a pretty good episode. The thing that there was a really oh my gosh, I loved the the nod or callback to Prince Paper in this. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad, and the guy's like crying on the messenger, the answering yeah. machine, basically. Oh, that was that was so sad, and Michael just like hangs up because he knows it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I like that on that piece of paper, this might be someone's trivia, but I like that on this that piece of paper of his job leads, it was literally Prince Paper and other companies. Yes. <laughs> yep. Like, good luck, Michael. Other companies, I suppose, will include Michael Scott Paper Company. True. <laughs> A new company. Yep. <clears throat> Did you have any outstanding quotes? Oh, my gosh. Um, I loved the exchange between Pam and Kevin at the copier uh-huh. when about like how long soon is and he's like <laughs> yeah. soon could be three weeks is that what soon means to you sometimes see you soon or whatever <laughs> she says so people do that to me he will tell me like soon on something and it can mean anything from like a half an hour to three weeks <laughs> <laughs> he keeps telling me we're gonna get a dog soon but oh. yeah, yeah for a we'll couple get it, of we'll years get it soon. <laughs> like, that's not soon that's soon. not Let's just set a standard. Soon is less than an hour away. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Can we agree to those terms? If if we are getting a dog soon, that means you got to go and get a dog (laughs) right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did you have any more quotes? Um, Let's see. Uh, I did like when Jim says it's monster.com. Singular. <laughs> um, and then Dwight saying, my German is pre-industrial and mostly religious. <laughs> I think that's yep. all I have. Um, I've got a couple more. I <laughs> like when, ooh, oh, sorry. when Charles says, I'm aware of the effect that I have uh-huh. on women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that scene with Kelly and Angela, like, it's so silly. Oh, I like when Stanley says, can't you see I'm urinating? Oh, God. <laughs> That would be my nightmare of someone like <laughs> bugging me at the urinal. Oh lord! Oh, that would be awful. Um, I like it when Phyllis says, "Andy, he's gone. You don't have to kiss his ass anymore." <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Michael says, "Everyone, come on down and let's crawl out of here together." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Did you have any quotes? Yeah, I like when um, uh, Pam and uh, Kevin were um, at the copier and uh, Kevin says, oh, you know, you said it would be ready today. And <laughs> it is today. Oh, <laughs> Kev. <clears throat> Very good. Um, do we do Dundee's or ratings next? I think we have to do trivia at some point. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. But we can do whatever you want next. No, trivia would be fine. Okay. Let's do um, trivia. All right. What is Michael's cocktail made out of? <laughs> scotch with Splenda. <laughs> Tastes yeah. like Splenda. Gets you drunk like scotch. And yeah. when Dwight is reading the manual in German, trying to figure out what <laughs> the... Hey, stop it. Trying to figure out like what that thing does, like that little part does. What are the two options that he says? It's either one thing or the other. <laughs> I think it's an incense holder or a sarcophagus. Or a, an incense dispenser, a dispenser or a ceremonial sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Those are my only two. Oh, Sumi, so do you have any questions? Uh, not really. Not ever. Oh, okay. Um, I have a few, but I there might be too specific. Um, when Michael's telling his story, there's a magnet on the fridge. Nope. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's for a company called Puffin Promotions. Puffin Promotions. <laughs> um, I think is... you need it, Justin, to be on the podcast now... for this level of specific questions. Well, let's see. We'll, we'll try to get less specific, but this is also very specific. What is the name of the guy who comes to interview for regional manager? Oh my gosh, does he even say his name? He does. He, he's like, hi, I'm... Mm. Michael No. <laughs> Michael Scotch. <laughs> no, Michael Scarred. Michael I want to say it's Lester something. No. Nope. It How is. Charles. Oh, no. It's Isaac Silby. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, this one is, I think you guys might be able to get this one. Um, when Pam is talking about the copier, she says, yeah, so every, so, you know, over the course of the years, a copier goes through normal wear and tear. And then there are three scenes of what that would mean for this office. Okay, so it's Kevin spilling coffee. <laughs> yeah. Angela's cat chewing on the cord. Yeah, bandit. And um, Creed feeding it coins. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like, I think it takes 75 It's bucks. Oscar, which I'm like, Oscar would play along with this, like, <laughs> He's just, like, slipping them in through the air vents. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, God, that's expensive. <laughs> Um, maybe Oscar is secretly collecting all of the coins oh, that Creed has been feeding in there over the years. Oh, that would be good. Um, the last one I have is Pam says she refuses to get beaten by a copier because she was already beaten by another machine. What machine Wi-Fi was that? Yeah, the wireless water. Yeah, wireless. Where where where? Okay, that's all I have. Good job, everyone. So it's now, awesome. should we give out Dundees? Sure. Sure. I am giving the Dundee of Courage to <gasps> Pam. Yay. For going with Michael. <laughs> I'm also giving Pam a Dundee. It's the, oh no, Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah, I'll give the Army Crawl Dundee to Michael. Nice. <laughs> nice. I really thought you were going to give Charles another Dundee for being mean to Jim. Oh, yeah, that, that too. That's like, that's like the understanded Dundee. There wasn't too much meanness, only, you know. That one scene. That one scene, yeah. yeah. Um, good. So now let's readings it up. I'm going to give it a four out of five spoiled meatballs <laughs> because I thought this was a pretty good episode. Nice. I'll give it a three out of five um pre-industrial German ceremonial sarcophagi. Nice. <laughs> I am also going to give it a 3.5. We'll say uh, 3.5 productivity czars out of 5. <clears throat> productivity czars. All right, that brings our total podcast rating to 3.5 spoiled ceremonial. What was yours, Jamie? <laughs> productivity czars. Productivity czars. Spoiled ceremonial czars. There you go. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I thought it was like a good episode, but I I wasn't like, you know, laughing out loud. Um, and I don't know. It's good just to see Pam sticking up for herself, but I feel like not much else really happened. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I was just entertained by it. Maybe it's just because I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like I almost sometimes want to watch it like twice. Once when I'm taking notes and then rewatch it to get my actual reaction. Because I feel, I feel like, like when you I'm... do it the other order. Or the other order. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because I feel like I'm always like taking so many notes that I'm not... Enjoying it. Into it. Yeah, I'm not, like, yeah. getting the experience of it. I'm just trying to, like, look for, like, little details to ask for trivia and yeah. quotes and all this stuff. But, oh, well. All right. All right. I guess um, that then brings us to the end of the episode discussion. So if anyone who's listening and wants to stick around, feel free. But for everyone who is done with the episode, <laughs> thanks for listening. Feel free to reach out uh, on Twitter at TL, under, TL underscore PCAST. Or you can send us an email at threatlevelpodcast at gmail.com. Say hello. Tell us what your favorite dish is that you're consuming <laughs> yeah. regularly during the quarantine. Tell us how your quarantine's going. Hmm. And if not, then fine. But... Thanks for listening. That way. <laughs> and for everyone who's still here, that brings us to what, Madison? Threat Level Podcast After Dark. Oh, my. This is the saucy, salty hour where we talk about things we've been doing, listening to, reading, watching, contemplating, experiencing. Not much of the latter, but what... <laughs> We've been experiencing it from afar. We have, that's true. From a nice six foot distance. Um, with a mask. Um, so yeah, what have you guys been, uh, anything new and exciting you want to tell our dear listeners about? 
or um us. we we recently watched the movie parasite um, oh you did we nice. did yeah um we i think it, it didn't it came out a few months ago now um but we hadn't watched it yet on on hulu yes um and it is so good. I highly I recommend it. I still haven't seen that. <laughs> it is. You do have to read subtitles unless you speak Korean. Wow. Um, but <laughs> it's it's worth it. And I'm not a big subtitle reader, but it's it's worth it. And it the dialogue is light enough that you don't have to spend too much time reading where you're not able to also watch what's happening on the screen. Nice. Um, it's, it's such a good story. And it really works hard to show like the contrast between the very rich and the very poor in mm. South Korea. And it's, it's so good. <laughs> and it's like one of those movies that gets better the more you think about it afterwards. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that. And like, annoyingly, I even had purchased or like reserved a seat to see it at the movies oh, before yeah. all of this happened. Uh, and I, did it in the morning and then after classes my head was like you know somewhere else and I forgot and just went oh. home and I was like oh <laughs> so I miss seeing it in the cinema but I definitely want to watch it I just have been inundated with papers and shit but yeah definitely recommend it it's worth the time and it's worth the subtitles nice <laughs> worth the subtitles what about you Subi have you done anything else exciting uh, yes, I have been reading a book called oh. um, The Path to Power. Oh. It's about uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson and um, the uh, former president. And, LBJ. Um, LBJ, yep. And it's what the, does the B stand for? Baines. Baines? Oh. Baines? Uh, <laughs> Said with disdain. <laughs> So it's it's a very long book, and also it's the first book in a projected series of five. Shoot. Okay. So the first four are out, and the fifth one will come out sometime in the next few years. Tell them how long each book is. Each book is about seven to 800 pages long. <laughs> now, Subi, I know I, I, I've, I've not witnessed it myself, but I've heard that your track record with finishing books is not good. It, it is not very good. <laughs> it is terrible. But but this book, I think I'll be able to finish, and I plan to I plan to finish it, and I'm going to finish all four of them, and then the fifth one too. Wow, that yeah. is a lot of commitment to reading yeah. about one man. That's cool. He is... was the president. He's not the president anymore, and quite frankly, from everything you've told me about him, he sounds just as bad as Donald Trump. So. <laughs> uh, uh, <yeah>. Can you <laughs> share us like one factoid that you learned that you found most interesting? So, so far. far. Where are you up to in his life? He's not actually president yet, where you're reading about then, him, right? No, I don't think he becomes president until, like, the fourth book. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I'm up to the part where he wins, he becomes the uh, the congressman in uh, from one of the congressmen from Texas. Okay. And he wins by just, like, heroic uh, effort. Like, he puts in so much time and so much effort into winning this one contest. And, like, he just, like, um, he, so he wins the, um, he wins a special election in the 10th Congressional District of Texas after their previous congressman suddenly dies. Oh. And he just, like, maybe um. Maybe he killed him. Yeah, maybe he killed him, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. I mean, <laughs> could be. I mean, th th there's a conspiracy theory that he killed um, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, JFK, but that's oh. unlikely. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, he works so hard, and he, like, the 10th district at that time was very, like, sparsely populated with very few people in all these in these remote farms with um, uh, no running water, no electricity. He hmm. went to almost every home he could find in the 10th district and spoke to the people there individually wow. you know, shook their hands and he was like really good at interacting with people very charismatic very charismatic <laughs> and yeah and he won that election and then almost died from wow. appendicitis but then he came back to life so oh good so we had a zombie yep zombie Zombie Johnson. It, it's it's really good. It's a really interesting book. Like I, I I'm I have a very 
poor attention span. <laughs> and the fact that it's holding my interest, I think, means that it should be very interesting. I don't know. See, he picks out the most boring books to read. Uh, the last time he read a book by the same author, it was about... Robert Moses, Robert and I read Moses. half of it. Yeah, um, and he yeah. read half of the book, but like that was like 400, 500 pages that he had read because it was another incredibly long book. Right. And I'm like, this is like the most boring, like Lyndon Johnson has to be a little more interesting than Robert Moser, Moses. Moses. <laughs> um, <laughs> but as I'd never even heard of the other guy right. before we started reading about him, but he seems to find it interesting. Huh. It, it's basically like how this guy achieved all this power mm -hmm. you said the writer the author is just like a really good writer though like he can really hold your attention um <laughs> yeah yeah i mean he's, he's like a really he's not a very good prose writer his prose is you know it's it's okay yeah. but like he's a great researcher and he's he's mm. also good at setting uh, uh, scenes very well you know well it has to do with prose okay but like his actual <laughs> sentence structure is kind of that oh one thing is that the sentence structure in this book is less elaborate and convoluted than it is in the robert moses book okay so that makes it easier to read yeah fair yep. i kind of wish like i've never really had a big interest in reading sort of nonfiction stuff mm -hmm. but i i wish that i were the type of person who would because i feel like there's a lot of value in that you yeah. had to do a lot of nonfiction reading, though, for like your dissertation and such. Well, true. Maybe but, that's but why. Maybe. I like, put you off it. <laughs> maybe. That's kind of different, though. You know, like I know, you know, a lot of people read about historical facts, whereas like my linguistic reading was studies, which is even less thrilling than, <laughs> than that. True. But I've not, I don't know, I never really had an interest. I remember like the closest I got to getting interested in historical readings was in um mr what was his name even i can't even remember was high school it was high school for ap history or no for u.s history stafford maybe that doesn't sound familiar but it was some oh. it was some guy and we read a good. we read a book that was just like very blatant and honest and open about american history and i thought it was really refreshing like it, you know, we had always, it was like the first thing I felt like that openly talked about like the shitty things Europeans did to the Native American populations here. Oh. And I was like, oh, shit. this is legit. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and so that I felt like I was intrigued just because I was learning the truth. Yeah, they weren't trying to sugarcoat it. Right. Yeah. But otherwise. And then they all sat down and had a wonderfully large Thanksgiving meal together. And they wore shoe buckles on their heads and, <laughs> and then they slaughtered them in thousands <laughs> yes surprise and threw smallpox at them yeah. um but yeah no uh i have been doing a, a bit of light reading i'm trying to get back into reading and i can't remember if i talked about this because i've been reading the same thing <laughs> for months which oh. is sad because it's a collection of short stories um it's short stories by jd salinger who wrote catcher in the rye um but there's a collection of stories that is just called nine stories and um they're interesting like I, I i enjoy the way that he writes i think it's very interesting i don't think i actually ever read um catcher in the rye or if we did it was a long time ago i don't remember it at all i think but, it was one of those books where i was supposed to have read it but i just kind of book notes could be notes, could be i i can't remember Anyway, but I know I, it's weird because I recognize that cover, like, because you see the cover and it's like the red whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I've seen this, but did I read it? I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I like his writing style, but the short stories like almost always just like have no, I don't want to say they don't have a point, but like they just end abruptly and they're oh. not, there's like no real... Obviously, they're short stories, so it's hard to get, like, character development. One of the short stories, I, I can't remember the title, but I really did like it. It was about a soldier who met this girl in a coffee shop. And, you know, then it jumps forward and it's after, uh, at the end of World War II. And they're in some German city that they've occupied. And one of the parcels he gets was from her. Um, oh, and she said she'd write him, but it had been year or, like, months. But he didn't get it till years later or something. But, um... That was pretty good because it kind of like showed you how that character developed a little bit. But I don't know. I haven't finished it yet, but it seems 
interesting and it it makes me feel like I'm doing something I don't want to say something right but like (laughs) I don't know I feel like yeah like something productive and like one of the goals I have not for this year but for life in general is to go back and read through sort of like those who are considered the sort of classic um the classic authors or uh sort of the canon of authors that we're exposed to in high school and stuff like that um but yeah so I want to get through that and then I just ordered also um another Thomas Hardy book that I've never read and I was so into Thomas Hardy in high school um and I just haven't read anything of him yet. But at the end of high school, I think it was at my graduation party, um, Mrs. Dohoviak gifted me um, like a first edition copy of The Return yeah, of the Native. I remember that. Which is because she gave you the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner or something, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so it was cool because, well, anyway. Anyway, the book, so I have the book, but it's like, you know, from the eight, like 18th, whatever. So I don't want to like e- read that. And so I ordered the <laughs> copy. white gloves. Yeah, I'm like. Take it out in dim lighting. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So it's on the shelf. But um, I ordered a copy so that I can finally read it. And I did text Mrs. S too, because she uh, texted me to be like, are you alive in the <laughs> New York City in the quarantine? And I was like, yep. And I told her that I got that book. And she's like, oh, you're going to love it. Let me know what you think about it. And all I that mean, stuff. like, why so. haven't you ever read it yet? I know. You graduated over 10 years ago. <laughs> so I'm hoping to read that. But yeah, I don't know that I've like, aside from that, been exploring much stuff, honestly, during the quarantine. Don't you have like a, a short, good short story author that you could recommend? Yes. Um, <laughs> Pray tell. There's this one author that... I like um uh his name is Tobias Wolf. Okay. Last name W O L F F. Okay. He has a collection called um Our Story Begins and it's kind of like his best of stories. Huh. He's really good. Yeah. Like, I think is that the one is he the one who wrote Spider? Oh no no, that's George Saunders. Okay, that was really good. Yeah, George Saunders is also great. Look up George Saunders um short story called Spider. It's really uh, good. Uh, it's, I think it's called Escape from Spider. Escape from Spider. Yeah, that's cool. a really good story. <laughs> I, I think right. that one is available like on the internet for free. Yeah, that's where I read it. Nice. Cool. Well, that's a lot of things for us to check out. Um, <laughs> and also for uh, everyone listening to check out as well. Um, we will say thanks for tuning into this episode. And we apologize profusely for... <laughs> not having Incredible. uploaded anything in a while <laughs> um again like i say this but i forgot that we recorded an episode and so i never published it so i will publish that the week before you're hearing this so it won't <laughs> seem like it's been a long time but know that we recorded that in like february and so <laughs> it may have been longer ago than or that, january yeah. i can't remember november of last year yeah maybe so but really thanks for listening um please feel free to reach out and contact us um on twitter at tl underscore pcast or through gmail at threat level podcast at gmail.com and stay safe wear a mask keep quarantining and yeah bye bye Bye. (laughs) good job everyone